Thanks for listening to Boundary Talk. We aim to bring you a roundup of the latest cricket action in less than 10 minutes, and all before your morning commute. Before the time stops ticking, let's get going. All right, George, the timer has been set. Welcome back to Boundary Talk on the final test of this Ashes series. It has been an incredible series. Unfortunately, this game is a bit of a dead rubber, but there is still a lot of cricket to talk about, and me and George will be here to talk about it today. England lost the toss. I think that's the first time they've lost the toss this series, and they were put into bat, and we know they like to, to chase at the end of play, but Australia decided to put them in the bat, so they wouldn't be able to do that. And it wasn't the most convincing batting performance you'll ever see. It wasn't terrible. It was kind of saved at the end of the days, at the end of England's innings by Chris Wokes and Mark Woods. But it wasn't the most convincing batting performance. I'll go straight to you, George. What disappointed you the most about England's England's batting? Um, I think the fact that we got in ourselves into a really good position. Uh, Duckett and Crawley got us off to a decent start with the sixty-two run partnership. I think we were about one eighty for three. Um, at one point, and then only ending up being two hundred and eighty-three all out. Isn't is is frustrating considering the position that we're in. Um, a lot of poor shots. I mean, we kind of we kind of come to accept it, it is basball. They are going to go for it. There's not going to be a huge amount of leads, especially from that that top order with the your Duckets, your Crawleys. Um, but yeah, a bit a bit of a disappointing day. A bit of a weird day. Um, Australia dropping. Ooh, I reckon what four or five catches, which five is very catches, I think five catches. It was very un-Australian. So yeah, a, a, a weird a weird day all round. It did feel like a bit of a, a dead rubber, a bit of a not. It didn't. Yeah, it just, it just felt like there wasn't a loss on the line, which which there isn't. Only only really pride and Australia obviously wanting to win the Ashes uh, in England for the first time in two thousand since two thousand and one. Sorry, rather than just retaining it. Um, but yeah, as in terms of the England batting, um, frustrating considering they got themselves in decent positions at times. Yeah, I agree. I think frustrating is a very good word. Although they were batting at a very high rate, a run rate of five, five runs and over, or just over five runs and over compared to Australia's less than two and a half runs and over. But you can see Basball in full effect there. Uh, you mentioned some good starts from Duckett and Crawley. And yeah, they put us in a decent position. Duckett got out just about how you expect Duckett to get out, edging the ball down the leg side. <laughs> and yeah, then it came Moen Ali and Harry Brook, or Joe Root got out very cheap. Joe Root's not had the most amazing series in the world, by the way. I think he'd be a little bit disappointed with himself. But let's talk about Harry Brook and Moen Ali because they did put together some resistance until unfortunately Moen Ali seemed to pull a groin muscle, I think it looked like. And from that point, he did just start swinging the bat after a very composed innings. I think he was on about 13 or 40 or 30 balls or something. And then the next 17 balls hit another 25 runs with three sixes and no, two sixes and four, four, three fours. But yeah, unfortunate that they their innings was kind of tampered with with an injury, wasn't it? Because they were batting at a pretty good rate, Brook and Alley together. Yeah, um, that was uh, one certain positive of. Uh, the day I think Brooke another another really good innings he's definitely um, shown us how good he is coming to the back end of this series rather than at the start um, but yeah frustrating one I think I think it's it's very difficult for if you've got a, an injury where you can't really run run sorry you can't really get those singles especially when um, Australia have a lot of men on the boundary and you can't really hit your boundaries as freely as England batsmen um, 
really wanting to hit them. But yeah, it was wasn't the greatest shot from Owen Ali. Um, but I, you know, I'll, I'll have I'll have a bit of sympathy for with him for this one. I think he was he was starting to go a little bit just before then. Played some really nice shots. Um, six, I think it was off Cummins. I, I'm not sure if that's hundred uh, percent sure. But um, yeah, like a again a decent start, but a little bit frustrating. But yeah, well well done to Harry Brook as well, who certainly took the attack to um, Australia, scoring just under a uh, hundred runs strike rate as well. So yeah. Yeah, frustrating little little bits and bobs, but not no real substantial innings bar from Brook. Definitely agree. Harry Brook did bat very well as he has done towards the back end of the series, as you mentioned. And yeah, we'll give Mo and Ali a pass, considering he was injured and he could only hit boundaries. I mean, he did get bold playing across the line, but I think he was just trying to hit hits six or bust. I think was his his strategy at that point. And fair play to Todd Murphy. I did feel really bad for him at the uh, Headingley Test where he got about five overs in the whole test and then was dropped. So, I mean, I don't want to see Australians getting wickets, but if any one of them was going to get a wicket, I'm quite happy that Todd Murphy managed to pick up a couple in that innings. Ben Stokes and Johnny Bairstow, not not brilliant performances from them. Ben Stokes did get a very good ball. Johnny Bairstow, I don't think the ball he got was that good. I think he dragged it on, didn't he? Yeah, Johnny Bairstow got a drag on from Josh Hazelwood. Uh, Stokes... The ball he got today reminded me a little bit of the ball he got at the 2019 World Cup. Yes, that ball was a lot fuller, but obviously bowling out Ben Stokes has got to be a, a pretty decent ball most of the time. But um, yeah, a, a frustrating one. But I think I think a lot of credit does have to go to the Australians, to be fair. We, we can't keep bashing the England batsmen. The, the conditions were very favourable. Uh, overhead conditions were very grey. The lights were on most of the day. Um, so two eight two eighty three is not a bad score. Like it's definitely it's definitely an Australia day. It's not a oh god, we've we've got under a hundred and we're completely out of the game already. Um, if we bowl well tomorrow, um, who knows if we can get back into the day? Yeah, I mean you meant you mentioned that we're not gonna we can't just bash the England batsmen because the conditions were good for bowling. Are we gonna bash the England bowlers? <laughs> um. Are we going to bash the England bowlers? No, no, <laughs> no, we're not. We're going to be, we're going to be positive here, Karen. We haven't got, we haven't got a, a certain uh, South African supporting. <laughs> he will, he would, he will do that for me. I, I am the opposite. Um, yeah, like it, Broad looked like he was kind of firing in. He's to be fair, the fact that Broad's managed to do five, five uh, straight Test matches at thirty-seven uh, speaks volumes of one his fitness and two his will. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, yeah, I think I think um, I can't remember who was on commentary that made this point, but there was um, the carry uh, between the balls that Broad was bowling compared to the balls that Anderson was bowling was quite different and quite stark. Like Broad's um, was best, I was taking the ball kind of at his chest height, whereas Anderson's balls were really dipping, even though um, they were at the same pace, which seems quite weird. But I guess that kind of suggests one the bounce that Broad gets. And to that kind of that he's really hitting the pitch harder compared to Anderson, um, and yeah, I think I think it's been ensued and inferred uh, by some of the some of the commentators throughout the day that maybe the fact that Jimmy Anderson isn't bowling um, as well as he usually has, they're kind of in they're not really saying it, but they I feel like they're kind of inferring that maybe maybe this is it with India around the corner in twenty twenty four. It's just going to be a tough series in itself. But I did think it was a bit harsh. I think they did. Um, they did bring up a, a graphic uh, towards the end of the day that last in 2022 that Jimmy Anderson had an average of about 19 with the ball. 
which is pretty phenomenal for a 39 40 year old um but we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see what he wants to do but yeah i, I did i did i did think um just on a side point that it was uh, that they were kind of inferring that Jimmy Anderson kind of should retire or certain commentators would, should retire should make him retire which I thought it was a, a little bit harsh to be fair I think he did get defended by um by Michael Atherton and Nasser yeah, saying at the end of at there, the end of yeah, the play was, I think there was a period throughout the day um in the middle of the day I think I I, I think it was Ian Wards that was kind of uh, inferring it, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not 100 certain on that. Um, but yeah, the, the graphic at the end certainly said that maybe it's just a bit out of form. It's a it's an interesting one because I mean I don't want him to retire until he reaches 700 wickets, uh, and he's about 10 in this game. <laughs> if, if we're going to have much over that, I'm hoping he can get some wickets tomorrow. The ball was starting to swing towards the end of end of play, so hopefully the conditions are there for bowling again. Let's just because there's not a huge amount to talk about Australia's batting. Yeah, Usman Kawaja and David Warner do what they always do, block the ball for half an hour and stayed in, which is what they needed to do. So fair enough. Manas Labashain, two runs from 23 deliveries. You don't see that from any of the England batsmen, but they're probably going to end up above us. Um, but let's just quickly talk about Chris Wokes and Mark Wood, uh, their batting display, because once again, uh, I mean, in the Headingley test, they carried us over the line. And in this test here, again, without that 60 almost runs contribution, the score is looking a lot worse, isn't it? And they play with a lot of a lot of aggression. I mean, Chris Wokes, four fours and a six. That six was absolutely creamed, by the way. And Mark Wood, five fours. I mean, if these guys have been around in the first first two tests, do you think we win this series? Like, they can bat. <laughs> uh, possibly. It definitely it definitely gives a much better balance towards the side. I mean, Chris, Chris Wokes, I think his average is kind of in those late 20s, 28 off the top of my head. So might not be correct. But yeah. With especially having a, a really solid third seamer who's really experienced in uh, England, English conditions, and then obviously, as, as you say, with the bat, he's he's in English conditions. He's he's almost turning into a bit of a vital part um, into this England side. And Mark Wood, obviously, it helps when a, a bowler can has that potential to bowl at ninety five miles an hour, and bats with all the freedom in the world, which you kind of need as a tail end. I don't think anyone's really expecting you to kind of block out for 60, 70 balls, see off see off a, a couple of bowlers and then maybe start to start to put your foot down i think once you get down to that um once you get down to eight nine and ten i think you should just go for it just get as many runs as possible and they did and they did that really well and they've um and they've done that throughout the series quite fantastically as well so big credit to wokes and wood i'm just thinking like if you add those runs i think in every single innings they've played almost maybe bar one or two those two have added at least 40 runs to combined and if you take that from the first two tests where we had um, Ollie Robinson and Josh Tung, I think it was, um, batting down there, they you were struggling to get 10 runs from the four the four tail-enders. So I think potentially, if those two have been around, I mean, they haven't, so it's irrelevant. So it's, it's, all shit, it's all shit of what it could have done, unfortunately. Like, it, I think yeah. the, the, re, the, re, the reality is that um, certain batting performances uh, earlier on in the series have kind of hindered them, as well as the rain, obviously, in the... Um, in the fourth test match, um, which has made this, which has made this game a bit of a, a dead rubber, it, and, and it and it feels like it as a fan watching from home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have the who knows, you have, who knows what you have, you have Sky being like, oh, it's this match is about pride. It's a lot of pride on the line. No, it's not. You just want people to turn on the TV, Sky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for Australia, it, it, I think it, I think it does matter that they 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 will want to win the series outright, as I said. 
haven't won a series outright in England since 2001. As for England, you don't really want to lose a series. Um, so I guess from their point of view, I I imagine them tell, they're telling themselves, all oh, right, this is important. But from the fans' point of view, it's like the ashes are gone. That's what will, will really count at the end of the day. And I think the players know as well. It's not as important. I mean, Australia dropping five catches, I think that pretty much sums up. They would, they haven't done that. I don't know. They even dropped a catch in the rest of the series. Hardly. Even Carey's, Carey's one off. I think Britt was on about five at one point, And Carey kind of he went one-handed where it wasn't really full outstretch, which suggests he probably could have got two to that, two hands to that. So, yeah, a weird, weird day all round. Yeah. But despite the the odd feeling about the day, we will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, England can get some wickets early on. But thank you very much for listening. This has been Boundary Talk. Bye-bye.